Hello, James here, and welcome to the James Cast. And I have an epic We Will Fix It podcast for you. Colin Thomas and myself talking, you know, everything really. We 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 start off talking about the UFC. I know. Colin is right into UFC to the point that he got a driver to drive him to the event so that he wouldn't fall asleep coming back. Well, him and his partner. Man, it, it, you're going to love that story. Pure water? What do you know about pure water? You can't drink the stuff, but man, is it good for cleaning windows? We are going to talk about maybe not telling your neighbors that they need to fix stuff around their yard. Uh, Colin has an experience. And the list goes on. It's a great show. You're going to enjoy it. <laughs> You're going to laugh a lot. This is the James cast and the We Will Fix It show. Uh, for you and I, we've, we've spent most of our lives driving in fog. Yeah. It's yeah. normal. Fog, rain, yeah, all those things. So all of the standard things that we would do automatically, such as don't ever put full beams on. Yeah. Don't do your hazard lights. <laughs> <laughs> Full beams vary, are on. Has vary license. your speed based on what you can see. Just yeah. all the basic stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, so we leave the UFC at three thirty or three o'clock in the morning. Oh man! And it's absolute pea soup. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hardly see yeah. a thing. And we've got the most lovely driver who hadn't listened to any of the directions that we'd given him on the way there because he just followed his map, even though he's made yeah. some really bad decisions. <laughs> And Dan's, Dan's absolutely shattered. So I, I, I didn't say anything, but he was he was going to sleep. I'm like, there is no way I'm sleeping through this, even though I'm, yeah. I'm really tired. So I literally spent a whole journey wide awake, watching him, telling him the whole time what to do. Oh, no. Couldn't, I couldn't even get him um, to find the, uh, on the stalk. The, he had no concept of what a fog light was. Oh, no. I mean, literally oh, unbelievable. No. So oh, no. we've got, I've asked for a different driver this time around, so yeah. goodness knows what I'm going to get this time. UFC. Somebody who's tell, driven in fog. Tell me about the UFC. Uh, utterly incredible. Well organized too. Oh, brilliantly organized. So have you been to the Etihad Arena? Yes. I never knew it was there. <laughs> I thought, is it brand new? Or? It's, it's been, not, it's not so long that it's been there. Wow. What a place yeah. that is. So yeah. um, they've done it right. Like I mean, that's they the other have. Thing. Yeah, they really have. But it was, it was lovely. I mean, there were five seat, um, five seat distances between even me and yeah. Dan. And then, um, th so there were 2000 of us in there, uh, but we had 2000 people who were obviously joyous to be in a, a live event. <laughs> so it, the, um, the boss of the UFC did a press conference after and said, if that was 2,000 people, then I'll ship those 2,000 yeah, yeah. people around the world for every event. Yeah, can you imagine? We, we were going absolutely mental throughout, and it yeah. was just so much fun. We had such a great time. It's really good. Yeah. So when, so when you, is, are you heading back to another UFC event? Yeah, Wednesday okay. and Saturday. Wow. Yeah, I know. This Wednesday is going to be for the absolute diehards because the card's not very good. <laughs> okay. And um, it is, it, it's obviously midweek. So yeah. most people, if you are going to do that, I mean, we're not going to be out until midnight, I think. Oh, so back realistically for 2.30 in the morning. And actually, even when I got back at five, I literally had an hour and a half sleep and still did the school <laughs> runs. That was kind of the deal with Natalie. So, and then came back straight to sleep, slept through till one. But, um, um, so I know I'm going to be doing the same again, but it, it is worth it. Well, and what kind, so, where did you, how did you get into UFC? Like what, what? I had no, in, in fact, I was, I was the opposite. I've always loved boxing. Yeah. Um, but I thought UFC was absolutely barbaric. Uh, yeah. I didn't like the idea of no holds barred, which is how outsiders see it. Mm -hmm. And Dan has 
always been into martial arts, always yeah. been into UFC since the really early really? days. He was, he was a... And um, when we take a little break, you know, quite often, Dan and I these days end up um, needing to kind of slug out some really difficult issues. And we hit these impasses where he thinks one thing, I think another. Yeah, yeah. And in all reality, what we need to do is, is somehow or other just get through it because we have a yeah. golden rule which we will not overrule the other one unless all hell's broken loose, at which time my lawyers can overrule his lawyers all the other way around. <laughs> Um, so really with that, sometimes we just need a little bit, we, we call it mental sorbet. So uh, something uh-huh. just to cleanse our brains. <laughs> mental sorbet, yeah. I like that. And we've always used UFC for that. Okay. So as part of this, Dan was like, look, you've got to understand what these guys are doing. This is not no holds barred in any shape or form. Yeah, what yeah. it is, is a mixture of art forms where because you don't know exactly what's going to be coming at you from whatever range of martial arts, yeah. they have to be ridiculously adaptable in so many different areas. And it also shows the differences in skills. So it's a sure. very much a to and fro kind yeah. of um, uh, fight. So I've loved it. I've absolutely yeah. loved it. And I'm a big fan now. I really, really enjoy it. Mm. Um, and a really good thing to do with Dan as well, because yeah. he's he's hardcore. And um, so <laughs> it means I'm going with someone who's got all this additional knowledge yeah. that, that means when, when I get there, I'm actually pretty well clued up with what's going okay. on, which is really useful. Oh, that's so cool. Loved that's it. very cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, let's, uh, let's do it. Here we go, Podaholics time, the We Will Fix It podcast with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Dubai. We're going to be talking about cool stuff as we do every week or so when we do the show. Talk about cool stuff that you can fix, cool stuff that you might want to make, cool stuff that you might want to go, oh, they've got the best things in the world, and a whole bunch more all happening right here, coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai's podcast studio. It's Podaholics and the We Will Fix It show. There we go. <laughs> is it new glasses? I see the sticker on there. It is, but you know, I've been doing really well recently where I haven't actually needed to wear my glasses. Oh, but man. then um, I suddenly realized about 30 seconds ago that I couldn't see a darn thing uh, because it's been the short sleep week with yeah, the UFC, yeah. as we just mentioned. Uh, so I suddenly realized I can't see anything. I can't do anything is, without my glasses on. I mean, that's uh, that's how this haircut got like this. The guy was cutting away. So I'll take a little bit more. And he said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No glasses on. And then I put my glasses on. And I went, oh, dear. No, it looks great. Seriously, I, I said that as you came in. I, I know, but I wanted a little bit more hair on top. And it's he's kind of really taken it down low, but that's okay. No, I think, like I, think I said, it, it doesn't look you. bad. It doesn't look bad, so I'm not uh, I'm not unhappy. No, I think that's the way forward. The best part was I'm sitting in the, the barber's chair there, yeah. and they got the other barbers, and they're looking at the hair, and they're going, so uh, what, what color are you using there? And I'm going, my friends, this is natural. And they go, no, 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 no. But but are you putting something in to highlight that that gray that that platinumy blonde gray thing you got going down? What are you you know you're using a highlighter? I'm going no no no. This is the hair, and they're you going. Have, you have, do have a range there, though. Don't I know. You? Is it incredible? Yeah, it is incredible. And the guy, well, then one guy's going. But do you use anything so that it doesn't go a bluey? I said it only goes blue if it's dyed. This is the hair. He goes. You're not using anything else. No. He goes. Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it works. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, nice. But uh, yeah, so anyway, that's how we ended up with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I don't think you've got anything to worry about there, James. So I wanted to pick up where we were last week. Let's get going here. But but there's, it's not on the notes. Oh, because great. 
<laughs> I just said as we came in, oh, I'm not, I don't feel that prepared for this one. So let's go off script. I, I love then, the hinges, James, though. The hinges it. are a good one. And I didn't bring you the picture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the picture today on the way home as I'm jogging. So, you know, it's funny because, you know, you're up for a, an early morning dog walk. I'm up of for course. Early, So I'm sending an, an, a message to someone who was coming in before you today yes. at, you know, 10 to 5 because that's when I was going out for the dog walk and he's, yeah, going, yeah. he's going dude who's up at 10 to 5 I go bet you get looked at that message though he goes well it did ping right beside and I did take a look <laughs> so I'm out one morning this week and I'm jogging by a usual place that I jog and mm. I think they have a moat pool that goes underneath their front doorsteps. I'm sure I- Doesn't everybody. Yeah, but it's not a really big place and it kind of has wacky sort of look to it. I'll take a photo. But what I really noticed is, I, this, so I went with a headlamp on with the dog so that at least cars can see me, right? Because it, it is cool. dark. Yeah. And I turned my head because I was looking for cats to make sure that I wasn't getting my arm pulled off by this 50 kg retriever. And I got blinded by this reflection. So I slowed down and, and, and the hinge job that someone has done on the door going into these villas is abominable. What is it? Is it like a chrome-esque? <laughs> yes. Beautiful. And, and I think they kind of just got tired of the hinges not working, the, you know, the actual hinges that should be there. So they mm. just used these horrible hinges. Dragon Mart special. I'm, I'm going to take a picture. You're going to see it. And it, it and it's clearly an indication of whoever their repair guys are, don't use them. Yes. Maybe you need to ask. I've just been admiring the work that you've done on your property. <laughs> yeah. Could you give me the details, please? Yeah, that's a good idea. Blocked. So, so here's the question that I wanted to, there's actually two questions that aren't in the notes, of course. Oh, great. We do, and we do have pages of notes with links. Yes. You've no printed less. them off. Well, I have, because I was just, I, I'm like, I've done no prep for this, so I'm going to print something. You might need them for next week, because who knows how far we'll get. Not very far, <laughs> previous weeks were to go by. <laughs> So last podcast, we were talking about the Christmas tree and the mold and the air filters. And so I wanted to actually ask you some more questions about your home uh -huh. and the air and the molds and the dust and that because your son is, is yes. usually allergic to everything. Yes, he is. So I wanted to get some tips on what do you do in your house to keep it really, in a sense, as close to hypoallergenic as you can. Yeah. Uh, well, and, 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 oh, yeah, okay. and things that I'm thinking about is because then I just started thinking about my house when I got home and I'm looking around, I'm going, okay, you got a few bit of carpets, you got pets, you've got cleaners. And if you start smelling, yeah, you got scented candles and then you got the oil things that you might fire around. And I'm just thinking as I'm looking at my house and everything around, I'm going, this is an allergy pit. Yeah. But then the other side of that is, um, some allergies are, <laughs> or the, the allergens, I guess it is, are useful. Oh, oh, because okay. at the end of the day, we, we only want to take count of the things that trigger Dylan. And, um, mm, okay. but at the same time, we want him to be able to react and deal with the okay. other things that are out there. So we don't go crazy. Okay. Um, we have a dog. He is hypoallergenic. Yeah, so he doesn't really shed a little bit of dander, exactly. but you're okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no dander. No dander. No. I mean, uh, literally Natalie looked, we, uh, our dog is an internet dog okay. where Natalie basically looks at who is the most hypoallergenic dog in the, uh, in the world, in the universe. Well, it's a Legata Romeola for those that are wondering. Legata Romeola. And what, yeah. and what does that dog, kind of looks like a poodle, right? A little bit. Yeah. It's kind of smaller. They're actually an ancient breed oh. um, from Italy. So they're an uh, Italian truffle dog. Uh, and they uh, sniff out truffles. Yeah. 
fantastic. Yeah, the, actually, where we got Rolo from, uh, that's exactly what they do. They train. And one of the options was, do you want to train him for truffles? <laughs> Quickly typed on the internet, can truffles be found in the UAE? Of course, we knew the answer. Um, so, no, unfortunately, he isn't going to pay back that way. Um, but my goodness, does he have a lot to pay back? Uh, they obviously know that they are hyperallergenic. And as a result, they are not the uh, most yeah. cost-effective dog. But, mm. you know, we don't really get the, the yeah. options that most people do. And what we would have desperately loved to have done, uh, which is um, head to one of the animal shelters and, and go down right. that route. Um, as everybody hopefully here knows, there are so many dogs. Oh, that's how we got ours. Desperate for homes. And what an amazing dog yours is as well. <laughs> it's crazy. But there are, there are thousands of them out there. Yeah, and yeah. Something we as we will fix it. We do a lot of work with canine. And we've had the Thousand Day Club that was going for mm. years and years looking after those dogs that have been stuck at the pound for, uh, for more than a thousand days. Uh, that we we support along the way though and it's really important to me and a little bit of an offset as yeah. well uh, on the basis that we ourselves aren't able to help in that yeah. way so you so you got a hypoallergenic dog no yes. dander no hair loss so this works yeah so what about licking do the, what about, do you ever consider does dylan respond it, to the licking it's odd he doesn't uh -huh. respond directly to Rolo's lick uh -huh. um however he your, responds your daughter's to, lick uh, <laughs> 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 no she won't go anywhere near dylan we're fine there um but um if Rolo has been nudging around other the dogs on a walk or whatever, yeah. which we do allow because he's got to have some socialization. Yeah. Then then Dylan can react if he's been rolling around with him ah. afterwards. And we had that only the other night. Oh, really? Which is an odd one. Yeah, new to us as well. Um, but how did, the, now, how did you discover that when you did he, he, he just he comes up with it in a uh, well, in that one, he came up with a facial rash. Oh. He can get rashes from anything, like um, we were at um a water park um, just last week and suddenly his legs look he, he looks like a Burns victim inside five minutes and it is just uh, a, either a combination of cold or salt water yeah. or, or water as a whole and whereas other people now freak out we know yeah. exactly what to do and literally 15 minutes later he's right as rain again a little hmm. bit of, um, of uh, medicine to sort that out and yeah. we're fine wow so uh, but house wise what we tend to focus on is we start with the basics obviously okay. in my house it's going to be serviced on a very regular basis <laughs> but i coil clean religiously uh, a minimum of once a year if i feel as though there's something uh, additional there uh, then i will do it even more often than that mm. for the general populace we say once every two years is absolutely fine okay uh, next thing uh, that we do so that we have the uh, so the servicing we have the duct cleaning we'll also um tank clean so that's a standard mm. as well because again we mentioned that he tanks, just has yeah. water water allergies as well so oh, we have to be man. careful with that yeah uh, do you have water filters uh, in place as well no we don't actually no, no. Uh, I know Glenn, Glenn has those and he, he swears by them. I mean, part yeah. of it is for savings on the water that he was getting shipped in, but also it, it does a great job of, of cleaning another step of cleaning that water. Yeah. Well, um, Glenn knows the guys at No More Bottles really well. Ian yeah. and the boys there are, are awesome. And uh, in our office, we have the No More Bottles as well mm. for drinking. Um, a lot of people need uh, filtered water for hair loss, which is the big thing. Right. The ladies. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. And, but, Natalie doesn't have that so we don't really worry about okay. it and Dylan doesn't tend to react to water in the shower so okay, we just haven't felt the need to to do that although many people do the issues with that can be pressure loss that's the mm. big question mark on on what you've got and also the quality of some of the filters here is a little bit iffy especially some of the carbon filters here are particularly dodgy at times so it's kind of important to know uh, and buy quality filters if you're going down that route uh, make sure they've got good flow don't go for something too small yeah they, normally they've, you've got the 10 inch ones that are used for single half inch connections like a kitchen tap if you go in a whole property as lots of people do you need 
need a minimum of a 20 no, inch okay. and you know the number of potties I walk past and I see a 10 inch I'm like you have got <laughs> terrible pressure in there and you don't even know it so it, it, it can do you leave them a note do you leave them a note no they no. just see me slap my head as I walk past <laughs> daily you know it's kind of standard thing um, so you got, you got the water sorted because it's not such a big deal yes. but you clean the tanks yep, clean you clean tanks. the AC yep. you got the pet yeah and then uh, on top of that um, we're, we're pretty full on with our Dyson's and um, okay. and cleaning. There's a lot of vacuuming. So there's a lot of vacuuming in our house, without a doubt. Um, and probably finally, it's the blue airs that, that, that we oh, use yeah, to that's kind right. of. You got, how many of those? You have four? Final, no, well, we've got two. two, but they're they're big industrial ones. They are not your normal blue airs, <laughs> to say the least. I think I mentioned that last week. But um, and again, with those, it's so important that you change the filters on a, mm. a six monthly basis. I've got one which is kind of quite an old style, one of the earlier blue airs, a big big industrial unit that doesn't actually give me much data, but the one that I have in Dylan's room uh, gives me loads of data about the quality of the uh, okay. the air that's in there and we've seen the progression actually oh, really? as we've had the blue air in there that the air is getting better and better which is good news nice. so we're back in the good category now and we started off in bad okay so we're in good I don't know whether I can get it to to excellent but actually next time around I'm tempted to go for um, the carbon based filters rather than the standard particle oh. filters that I've got in at the moment generally speaking they're designed for smoking households which yeah. we, we are not uh-huh. um, but their their job is uh, they will take out more of the chemical um, aspect to it and okay. a more finer um, uh, particles in the air as well. So uh-huh. I will probably go to that just as oh, the nice. next step. Now I found a cheaper supplier for filters. Do you ever think about the cleaners that you do? Do you go for the organic uh, non... No, no. Absolutely Just not. Clorox, go for it. Give, yeah. me, give me the crazy stuff. Give me the crazy stuff. And I know I should be more up to speed on this, um, but really it's a combination of not. And we, we try and minimize the craziness that we already have in our lives, thanks to um, you know all these allergy things. Yeah. And if it's not creating an effect, we tend to stay away from it. Okay. Um, because we have so much to consider, especially in terms of food that we're not even going to take on, mm. that it's all pretty crazy as a start point. So nice. as a result... Let's, let's keep it on the things that we know have an effect. Okay, cool. Yeah. The second thing that's not on the notes, and look, we're only 19 minutes in, and Whoa. we haven't, uh, you know, we're going to get to some of this stuff. Crikey. Uh, had the outside of the, uh, the landlord had the outside of my villa painted, which... Uh, well or badly? Actually, I, I, was, I was very, I put it off as long as I could. Okay. And then four guys came in, and I was really actually happy. They Excellent. covered stuff, they you know, masking tape was being put up and they cleaned up when they left. Right. They threw the bucket at the wall effectively. <laughs> yeah. They took the stuff with them. I don't know. Oh, what, great. I, Cause I thought, Oh, it's going to be over by the garbage and that. Mm. Nope. They took it with them. Who knows where they, where they, uh, you know, left it, but they did take it next door. And yeah, next door. <laughs> but what was interesting is because, you know, I've got a double story thing and they, they, they brought scaffolding in at one point that they had to roll around and they had to take it down because there were some points where they couldn't roll it around. And I thought, okay, this is pretty cool. And they cleaned my windows. Really? <laughs> the, the, there was a couple of windows at the very top where I cannot reach. Wow. On the side of, of the villa that, you know, you could fire up with a hose or whatever, yeah. but you know, and I guess I could get an extension ladder and I could crawl up that and do it, but I don't have an extension ladder. I've never really thought about doing that. So they actually were up there and they cleaned them, wow. which made me instantly think, because as I was walking away and I'm looking at my, you know, what there's, it's kind of like a duplex villa, one on each side. So yes. they're attached. And I'm looking at my neighbors and I'm looking at mine. I'm going, you know, we probably need to get the 
we will fix it guy window cleaners. Well, I was, I was at thinking because at this point I'm thinking I'm looking at my windows and I'm going, there's a, you know, I, there are these, these upper windows that are just hard to get to and they're dirty. Well, so less than 65 <laughs> feet up then I've got the gear to be able yeah. to do it. Well, it's, and I'm looking at my neighbor and I'm going, he needs it too. Cause, and what, what struck me is the other morning as I was running and I came back with the dog and the way the light was ricocheting off the fog and things and hitting his, villa yeah. i noticed oh whoever cleaned his windows says done you could see these kind of circular marks oh lovely <laughs> but he suitably <laughs> sandpapered his windows oh, i'm just going oh that's horrible looking yeah. you might as well not to clean them because now it looks worse and at that moment i'm just thinking i really do need to talk to you about getting the clean water guys the the pure water guys in to clean them because you did say hey these guys are are fantastic when you need us just let us know yeah. it'd be a pleasure so, so, I, so i wanted to learn more about that and I know we've talked about it before, yeah. but, and I know that, that when getting window cleaners is a big thing in the UK, it is, it is not a big thing in Canada. So I, it's not it, a big thing here, unfortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite quiet on that side of things. Well, I, and I guess in, in one sense, it's the mindset, well, maybe windows don't get as dirty in the UK no. because it rains and it, you know, brushes it off and it, but here it's dusty and it's like, I get them cleaned and then five days later, oh, I need my windows clean again. I think it might be to do with the fact that here, uh, a lot more properties are rental. Ah. And on that basis, people aren't prepared to invest in a rental property. Yeah, There's but, a real but psychological. But you look out the windows though. Oh, I'm absolutely it's, with you. Do they do the inside and the outside or just the outside? We can do both. Okay. We do, I mean, we have I can options. Clean the inside, but. We have options for both scenarios, right. uh, without a doubt. But it's such a clever system because yeah. it is what's technically pure water. So yeah. zero parts per million impurities. It, it, you definitely should not drink it. This is something that we get told uh, on a freaking basis. Oh, wow, this is pure water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd love to drink some of that. Can you provide it? No. no. Whatever you do, it will pull the minerals out of your body and your bones and things like that. Yeah. You really don't want to be uh, be doing that at all. But it is uh, it is exceptional because if you imagine there is uh, no cleaning agent in there, so very mm. environmentally friendly. Um, so pure water, you've taken out all the minerals, all of everything. Everything. It yeah. is just this. It is just liquid. Just water. And what it does is because it's not stable in that kind of environment, it acts like a magnet for dirt. Mm. So it basically pulls all the dirt into it, going, geez, you know, I want to get back into a comfortable state again, yeah. uh, cleaning the windows as it goes which is quite clever. And then all you need to do is literally hose it off with the pure water again, which is the final stage of our process. And it will dry without any smears because the smears that you see right. are just the impurities. Yeah. Well, if there are no impurities, there's no smear. Yeah. yeah, it's a clever bit of kit. Um, and, uh, you know, we've inadvertently become one of the biggest producers of um, pure water in the Middle East, which do, was just... Do other people buy the pure water off you? We, well, we, do you know, it's not really commercial that way. There's yeah. not really enough demand but for it. But you do it. generate it, though. But, I, mean, um, and that, I mean, you actually created your own pure water distillery. Yeah, but that was just a fun project. <laughs> I was a bit bored for, uh, for a couple of days. Couple and I wanted days. to see whether or not it was technically possible to, uh, to create this locally yeah. and effectively and the answer is yes in very large quantities um, but most people probably wouldn't try it because it's quite an involved process you know yeah. we've had I, i've kind of simplified it down now but it's still an eight stage process eight stages yeah it used to be 13 um, but <laughs> so how did you decide to cut out a few of the stages well basically when we kind of looked at it it was quite clear that some of them probably weren't doing all that much so we can make the other stages uh, work okay. harder to create the same end result okay um and uh, so we kind of doubled up some 
some of the areas instead um, to, to to improve flow rate, which is the big thing. Mm. So you want the uh, the flow rate out the far end to be pretty solid, so that way you don't have to have as big a tank or, or yeah. that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, so it's worked, it's worked very well. And how long have you been generating your pure water? Five years, okay. I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we measure it every week, and um, we have uh, like a, a special test that tells me whether or not everything is absolutely right or not. Yeah. Um, we also managed to get one of our, our techs back from the early days, um, who's a, a really good fella. <laughs> and um, he, in between, had been working on reverse osmosis systems, um, which was about nice. as useful as it gets <laughs> yeah. um, for what we needed. So we were having a few, like, why, is, why does it go off now and again? And he's like, ah. Well, it just so happens that if you use this instead of that, then you'll st- keep it stable. And it just Ooh. so happens that he was absolutely right. <laughs> so we changed our process again when when he arrived as part of the kind of um, the whole simplification that uh, was kind of required. Because I'd gone kind of technically into it in terms of, okay, well, this is what the internet suggests would make it perfect, perfect. Yeah. So let's do it that way. And in fact, what you actually need to think about is, okay, well, if I do it that way, I'm going to get one litre an hour and yeah. I'm using <laughs> I'm using a thousand litres a day. This isn't going to work. Yeah. And um, uh, so we, it was just a question of the standard process that you do with any industrial process, which is yeah. once you've actually got it physically working, you need to fine tune it, which we've done over the years. Nice. So now it's stable as, and we can, um, our yeah. vans go around with a thousand litres in them at a time um, to uh, spray on people's windows. That's a lot of water. It That's is a lot, lot of weight yeah. and and just the motion are there baffles in your tanks or is it just kind of go back and forth <laughs> oh yeah it's all baffled all baffled all, all screwed down perfectly. i'm just thinking about the weight of that water like a thousand liters of why i mean how many liters that's you put? part of a ton yeah or a metric ton i think that's but, um yeah, I mean, the trucks got, are obviously made for that but it's still it's a lot of water it is a lot of water without a doubt and really we shouldn't need that much but our guys aren't as efficient <laughs> as we would like in the uk yeah I mean, in the uk literally that would run a team of eight um washers for two days really here team of two <laughs> for one day <laughs> well boys calm down on the water will you no, sir, you need a fountain on your windows to be able to go, no, you don't. Here's the video. Oh, yes, sir, but that's a different type of water. No, it's not. It's the same type of water. We have sand. I know it comes off easier than mud and algae. Just, oh. anyway. That's true. We don't get algae on the windows, yeah, exactly. do we? You yeah. get that in the UK, I guess you do. Yes, lots. Yeah. Um, but also in the UK, there's a real um, kind of deep-seated... Uh, need for a window cleaner. Every, everybody has one. It's like standard. Really? Yeah. And they come once a week and you... Once you, a week? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I know shop owners back home would have them, but I don't know anyone who's got a window cleaner coming to their house. Most people do. Wow. Or in our neighborhood, Dan's yeah. neighborhood, my neighborhood, and yeah. plenty of others. It's um, it's a standard kind mm. of um, business to have. No, I, and I would think here, when you start looking at some of the gated communities, you know, the Bulgari area, or even up, by the ranches and yep. and what do they call that on the other side town square town square yeah I, I would figure yeah Mary, i'd figure those areas must be just ripe for the picking for window cleaning. we kind of figured that as well when we set it yeah. up <laughs> it's one of those businesses that just or one of these yeah. services that just kind of ticks over and, okay. and tumbles along yeah. and um I guess, yeah. you, I guess you need you need to get a critical mass of people who just realize that you know this is very efficient, very effective, and it just increases the light and stuff coming into my my house. 
Well, we have that. Those people that actually have the service all universally love it. Yeah. it it's one of those that, that you've got to realise the value of window cleaning. And yeah. when you realise the value of window cleaning, then go, okay, who's got the best equipment? We will fix it. Done. Yeah. And that's really easy. But the problem is, if you imagine, because it is kind of a, um, a low value um, type of activity for us, we can't really promote it that much without um, mm. economically. Yeah. So it kind of needs to sit there and do its own thing on the yeah. whole. Um, and, you know, it's something that the same guys we, we've we trained for tank cleaning and we've trained them for duct cleaning as well. Right. So they've got them, they're one of our multi-skill teams mm. or, uh, you know, the, the, the two guys that, that, that work on that window cleaning. So what we find is it sits there amongst the portfolio <laughs> of jobs that they do quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that we really focus on to much of a degree. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to give them a call because I, I really, having had these windows cleaned, I realized, and they're, they're, they're still not cleaned well, but they're, they're cleaner. Well, that's, that's another thing, actually, an interesting one with um, pure water as well, which is um, because it sucks out quite a lot of the dirt that is around the edges and the seals and that kind of thing, you often need two full cleans before it actually becomes clean, clean, mm. which is a real pain, actually, <laughs> of the system. Yeah. Um, because, the, you know, at the end of the day, it is there and it's working as a magnet. And even when it's wet and you've pulled everything, the window was clean. Yeah. But if it's pulling all that dirt out of the seals, then it can actually end up as a, as a bit of a problem as a one-off. Yeah. So that's why we try and say to people, look, get this done monthly, give us till month two to get it totally in the yeah. right place again. And, and then you'll see the massive difference yeah. in terms of the quality. But I mean, to be fair, even even month one, it's better than anybody else can do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of those. And you know, there's, there's something about, you know, mixing vinegar and water or getting the big bucket of Windex and, you know, this is just better for the environment all, yeah, well, all the way around. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's, oh, I feel better about that. Now yes. I know. <laughs> Just let me know. We'll send the boys, James. <laughs> Jobs are good. Number three, number three is on the morning walks that you do. Do you ever feel inclined to leave a note on someone's, you know, place? Saying, Regularly get that car out of the pathway. <laughs> I'm having to walk oh, my dog on the road. Oh, that's my normal man. one. So, so I live in an area where there are no pathways and I, I want the city to put in some pathways because the cars are maniacs, right? Yeah. And there's not necessarily lighting either. And it's just like, come on, you know, it's people out walking, put in a pedestrian walking area on the streets. Yes. Just, just come and do it. I got quite militant when the kids were in push chairs. And if mm. I had to go into the street with a push chair, then there was going to be, there was going to be problems if anybody was around. Um, I've calmed down a little bit in that respect in my old age. Um, but even now, you know, Ruby, Ruby's still a bit dodgy on two wheels. And if we, she has to go into, uh, into the road, yeah. I do get fairly irate. I've got the thing that wasn't where that question was going before I hijacked not, it. Not quite, but that's good to know. I, I feel re, 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 you know, reassured. <laughs> no, the question is more like, you know, for instance, I'm out this morning and I hear someone's gate closing and it's slamming. Yeah. So clearly it needs some maintenance. Like something is not, the gate should not be slamming shut so that it yes. sounds like this aluminum on steel racket that is clearly waking everyone up in that block of villas. And I'm living, you know, five villas away and it's waking me up. So that's a problem. And then again, another place I'm running by this morning and it's quiet, right? So there's no ambient noise. There's no cars, there's no people. And I'm, I hear what I'm convinced is an air conditioning blade hitting something Yes, in the air conditioning unit. And I'm thinking, 
that's a recipe for disaster. That motor, that whole unit, it's going to go. It's it going to go. go. And Absolutely. if they're unlucky, it's going to take out the the, uh, the the cooling condenser the coil. condenser coil. Yes, and that's going to cost them a fortune. And I'm listening to it. I'm going. They probably never hear it because yep. a they're not probably not outside. B there's a lot of other noise going, so they're probably confusing with other things. And I'm out on the street and I'm hearing it. I'm thinking. I, I got to go leave a note on someone's door here. Check your AC units making a weird noise. Now, interestingly <laughs> enough, back in the day, we tried this room. Oh, really? Yeah, we were. Um, I would this imagine is that. When Dan and I were in the really early days, so we're talking 2008, 2009. Okay. And I think it was my idea at the time, which was what about if we did a, an advert with a little space where we could say, as we're walking around these properties, and this is Jamera and Umsakim in okay. 2008 we wrote just a rough outline of the jobs yeah, yeah. That they needed didn't get one response really not one but do you think do you know do you think it's because because I'm, I'm thinking where i live i get all sorts of these dumb flyers that are messing yes. up my door and maybe one in five i take a look at i mean i actually i take a look at all of them make sure that someone hasn't written something on it mm. for a reason but for the most part they just get out of here well we did i think we probably did a, quite a few thousand of them so <laughs> i think we just irritated because to be completely honest how dare you mention well, I, that I about my property well, really? i think it was that kind of response so mm. after that we just kind of thought mm, maybe mm. we won't take that approach going forwards yeah um but yeah, i mean it would be nice in a way i mean i'd like to put another note on my new neighbor's door <laughs> to say you know how you recently moved in welcome to the neighborhood can you get rid of that cockerel please <laughs> Because currently, Rolo, first thing in the morning, is literally trying to do a cockadoodle do of his own to get at that cockerel, which is driving me up the wall. Why would they have that in, in the Arabian ranches? Uh, yeah. totally, uh, totally not allowed. I've got no clue. But they literally just moved in two weeks ago. And this, this cockerel farm with them. is quite clearly in the best health known to man. <laughs> and he doesn't miss. He does not miss. Or actually, he, he, he so doesn't miss, he goes early. So before the sun oh, rises, no. he's off and at it. And my yeah. God, he's got an absolute... It's not like a random shout. It's a proper... <laughs> oh, really? It goes on and on. <laughs> and Natalie is there. I, I can't even hear it. I'm like... What is wrong with you? You can't hear that. Rolo can hear it. I can hear it. Dylan can hear it. Ruby can hear it. You can't hear it. No, no. So obviously it's not happening. What? what? Really? So yeah, another one from our household. One of the specialties of the Thomas household. Uh, really, really quickly. Yes. Has, has there been any advancement on your shed since the last time we spoke yes but no but oh. so their house because father-in-law decided to come back yeah, for a yes, couple of days yes. which was great and this um, is the father-in-law who's going to be here for like three weeks and he's staying in birdie by and didn't let you know he's coming until he exactly, was exactly but now he's extended it and now <laughs> we seem to be getting like two-day intervals at our house which is very bizarre we're like for goodness sake stay with us i know we're a pain but we're family you've got no choice but he has so instead he's staying at this hotel in birdie by he's just extended it to uh, thanks to the covid in the uk yeah i'm still i'm still so. shaking my head at a hotel in Bridge Dubai, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, but that being said, you know, Dira City Center, that's Bird Dubai, isn't it? Or is Bird Dubai on the other side? I think the- I think Dira has just named itself correctly, <laughs> which is you're on the wrong Dira. side of the creek yeah. there. But because um, there's the A loft there and there's a new rove over that right by Dira City Center. A new rove. There's a new one at La Mer as well. Oh, I want to go and see that. Have oh, you seen it? Man, you know you know what I'm excited about is I I did a little bit of a podcast. We come from the Road Rove podcast. Yes, yeah. I did a podcast with the chef who does all the Rove hotels. Oh, lovely. 
and nice, nice guy from California. And he's talking about how they, you know, come up with the menus for all of the restaurants and it, and it's, you know, cheap, cheerful, yet kind of funky. And that's this place through and through. Yeah. I, I know, I know we're so lucky to be hosted by the Rove, yeah. but I am outside of that. I am genuinely positive <laughs> oh, yeah. about the Rove brand. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant what they're doing. I like the idea. You can go down to the, the restaurant and, and order a lunch. And I, I, he, he told me he likes one of the salads as his favorite, yeah. but you're sitting down at the table and you need to charge up. They've got charging ports there. You need to want, you know, you decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to just sit here and do some work. You can. But do you know, the other thing about the Rove that's absolutely amazing is that shop downstairs. <laughs> the Zoom down there? So yeah, the Zoom. You're basically not being forced to eat at their restaurants yeah. if you don't want to. Yeah. They're giving you the option exactly. of ordering yourself and then sitting in their facilities to eat it. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible. <laughs> you know what I love? I love the Filipino staff who works in that Zoom. Yeah. But you, next time, when you go by, take a look at all of the the the, the shelving, the, the refrigerator cabinets. I have. Notice everything's organized by height. <laughs> Next time you go, take a look. Like products, all organized by height. So if you've got bottles of juice, you're going to have bottles of juice that go from taller to smaller. No. You're gonna, take a look next time. It's, it's incredible. And, it's and, incredible. and I, I, I noticed this only because we, we had a hire, we, we've hired a, a service that comes by our house every now and then to do the, the ironing. And every yeah. once in a while, the, the lady who's doing the ironing from this service will clean other things if she's got some time. And so one day she cleaned out our fridge, which was nice because, hey, everyone likes it when the fridge, and I opened up the fridge and everything was organized by height. And I'm looking at him going, I've seen this before. And then I started, so then I just started noticing all sorts of things. And it seems to me, my, my, and I'm, I'm being, making a blanket statement, but the folks I know from the Filipino community seem to organize things that way. Well, I would like to contradict that. On <laughs> oh, the basis that because you have a whole bunch of Filipinos. As an folks. employer of quite a large <laughs> number of Filipinos, yeah, maybe I've never seen this. Maybe it's the Filipinos. I don't know. I've got those as well. Uh, I don't know. Plenty of them. So take a look when you go by the Zoom, you'll see. You'll, 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 I'm fascinated. <laughs> you, I'm absolutely you'll have fascinated. to do some research to find out why they're not doing that. Maybe no, no, we'll have a team meeting as soon as yeah. we get back. Say, so James has said, what about this height thing? <laughs> you, Organize, right, how's about put yourself in a line and decide how you're going to do that. <laughs> you might get it by height. <laughs> team building, that's what I'm wondering. You know? Maybe. So maybe we'll it's see. just because of the type of business you're in. I mean, they don't do it with paper supplies and, and the, you know, the, the stores. Yeah. The state of our warehouse right now, they certainly haven't done it that way around. Jeez. Walking in there this morning. Okay. Who took the wrath of all? Mind you, we're looking for new premises now. We're moving. Again? Again? Well, it's been seven years. I know, but you were moving before. You had that wonderful place. So this oh, was, yes. that, this was, you were hopefully going to grab three that years ago. giant warehouse. I know, that was nuts, that place. I'm but glad it, we didn't. Yeah, but it had the indoor automotive repair zone. It had. I know. Like it was, was quite amazing. So where are you thinking of moving to now? Well, we still might do DIP, um, yeah. but we need something radically different now because oh, oh. we're at the moment. So we've got the, as you know, we've got a warehouse with yeah. a an office space and we're yeah. creaking beyond belief on the office space. We need more office well, it was space. Three years ago, you needed to move yeah. and you made it work. Yeah, we did. And um, we, we've kind of got to the stage where um, people suggested that maybe, because I'm not there that often, that maybe I'd be interested in hot desking. 
at which point an expletive came out of my mouth. Because <laughs> well, so, you get and Dan do have my that office. You have that executive office right when you yeah. walk in in that nice room, and that's a nice piece of real estate. Well, they obviously had their eyes on it, and <laughs> I told them where to shove it sideways. <laughs> no, mine, ours. Uh, I didn't really, but you know. Yeah, yeah. So You're thinking it. The, yeah, I was desperately thinking. It. And so it, it's kind of got to the stage of, okay, we need we definitely need some kind of warehousey store mm. type setup. We don't need the size of what we've got, probably. Um, most of these days, because of the whole COVID thing, we've moved from briefing everybody on premises to remote briefing. Well, how's that going, by the way? Really well. Yeah. Really, really well. Like and is- again, if you imagine, it's all the parts as well. So we mm. now have four guys that just do the deliveries right. um, which come direct from supplier to team so therefore um, they don't really have to come in they can, they can be out in situ exactly and- nice. so we don't really need the size of warehouse so anymore. how are you doing the briefing are you zooming them or are you uh, so, I phone? think it's a phone call from what I understand okay. but then we've got a new system coming in at the moment oh, oh, got, oh, oh. Um, so uh, a lot of work that we're doing on the new system which will uh, make all of that much more seamless including the invoicing all that kind mm. of stuff which is um, voodoo as far as I'm concerned but we've got this <laughs> wonderful guy uh, who joined us about four months ago that seems to make voodoo look easy Okay. so um, he sat us down last week and said right this is what you actually need and uh, it's going to cost X at which point I was like yeah. <gasps> how much yeah but he'd done such a wonderful presentation and, and we can see the and dream. And you are the presentation guy, so. Yeah, well, I, I love all that. And it was brilliant. It was really well thought out and it's money well spent, but it is a lot. Yeah. So, but we, we're going for it. We will do it. Okay. We'll become uh, as seamless as we possibly can. Nice. Um, and here's another one which is fascinating, which was we did a little bit of a survey uh, through the Martin team about how people want to be communicated. And? Which is fascinating. Okay. 70% want to be communicated by WhatsApp. Yeah, I mean, I can, I get that. Yeah, but you're trying to book something. It means I, radically I, surprising. I'm trying to get detail in terms of, so I can't work out how I can do it without like multiple WhatsApps. So, oh. so what is it that's wrong with your property at the moment? WhatsApp number one. X, this is the problem with my uh, my property. Oh, well, just to confirm, could it be this or could it be that? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Yeah. Okay. The cost for that would be our available booking is here. Yeah. At that point, you've had a conversation with about 10 or 15 WhatsApps. But People it's all there, but, it, but it's all there in that one spot. So I can go back up and I can look and you can send the link and then I can go. And what I love about WhatsApp, whenever I've had issues with things and, and Glenn's a great WhatsApp yeah. or he, he, he does car porn. And uh, if you've ever gotten any of Glenn's car porn? Oh, plenty of yeah. So when he's, and, and so for those yeah. who are who are wondering what I'm talking about, when he's fixing your car, yes, or thing, he'll send you up to the minute photos and videos of the carnage that he's yes. repairing that you did. Look what you've done is his normal one to me. Yeah, dear oh dear. Talking to that, I've sold everything. What? Everything's gone. No Pajeros left? No. no. Oh, actually, I, it was like three days yeah. where the Pajeros went, the Volvo went. Really? I'm like, I'm holding on to my Beetle for dear life. Wow. I know. It's nuts, and is there, there none got, in the, oh, Yeah, there's another one in the pipeline. That's gone. So when, when, when do you think the Pajero stream is going to dry up? Well, this is the big question. So supposedly at the end of the year, Pajeros are going to um, going to stop. Yeah. But I think the reality of it, having seen what other other um, manufacturers do, I'm pretty sure what will happen is all of the stock around the world that's left over will end up here. Yeah. We sell a lot of Pajeros. Yeah, I think yeah. we're, we're almost the I biggest think we're market the leader. I think we're the leader. So I think we'll end up with at least another year. Mm. Now on the sell-through, I think that'll actually work out as another two years. So I think before they even stop selling them as 
new vehicles, we're yeah. probably looking two to three years, even though worldwide it's supposedly the end right. of this year. So I'm kind of thinking I've got a good five-ish years yeah, okay. left nice. um, Maybe of more. fun and games, and I'm desperately trying to find what the replacement vehicle would be, and I'm struggling. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What a family's going to jump to after, after the Pajero. Mm. I was kind of thinking Fortuna, but they're in a different price bracket. Yeah. And the Montero Sport mm. is just mm. not, it's, it's still mechanically fantastic, yeah. but the spacing's not right. No. So it's a really difficult it's interesting one. one. Yeah. But trying to find something at that price point. So I'm kind of teaching, I mean, I love an Armada. I oh. love the Nissan Armadas. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Had a few of those. Lots yeah. of fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, big fan of the Toyotas as well. So, um, uh, speaking of Nissans, yes. the, have you seen... So, I really loved the old Xterra. Yeah, brilliant car. Wow, they've got a cult following now. And they're, they're, they're cool. And it's coming back. But they've, yeah, but they've got a new design. Yeah, I know. And I saw one of them. And in the flesh, yes, because oh. I wasn't sure. I'm, I'm walking by and I'm going, Oh, what's, what's that? And I'm and I was like, I'm going, Oh, it's a Nissan. And then because it, it doesn't, it's kind of weird because it kind of reminded me of a Fortuner, oh, kind of, but a little bit more bulky. And I just kind of went, Oh, uh, and, and I saw you? the big, the big label on the back, Xterra, and I went, Oh. And I just kind of, mm. but but it could be that my head was still stuck in the old Xterra. But the thing with the Xterra was um, it basically had the uh, the traditional cart sprung suspension on it. Right. Which basically yeah. meant it was unbreakable. Yeah. You couldn't kill it. Yeah, no, this is this um, is clearly not I'm I'm I didn't get down on my hands and knees and take yeah. a look, but I, it's a new vehicle. It's brand new, so it's gonna have all the bells and whistles. Yeah. And it's not gonna be built on a pickup truck if chassis. Only, if only. Yeah. So um, there's that. And then also the new Renault 5. Oh, we've just gone to Glenn's. I'm taking all Glenn's stuff here. <laughs> he's, Glenn, he's been off done. for a little bit. He's been off for a little bit. So. Yes. Well, uh, the new Renault 5. Have you seen that? No. Electric. Really? It looks awesome. And very Renault 5. Which okay. is kind of unusual. Uh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see that, um, how that gets on. Because back in the day, Renault 5. Really. My best friend Mark had a Renault 5 <laughs> and we went everywhere in that. It was absolutely it awesome. Old, I mean, when I think of a utility car, it's like the, the good old Golf, just a basic everyday, you know, they would call them rabbits where we were. Yeah, so we, I'd have, I'd I have had my a Golf, rabbit. Yeah. I had a Golf 1985 C Reg and yeah. um, bless it, it even, <laughs> I went down to two cylinders on the way up to the Lake District for probably about 50 kilometers. I wasn't even worried. I knew it would get me there. I mean, if you imagine the Lake District, it's quite hilly. Yes. Did it on two cylinders. I used to pull a I, I used to pull a Coleman pop up trailer behind oh, mine, yeah. and then one time I rented one because we needed something. We were going down to, to going down to Maine from Montreal. Wow! And so I thought, oh yeah, I, I, but I only had this little this little Golf, and so I went to get it. And the guy and I get there, and it's just like this giant pop-up trailer <laughs> with you know it's got heating it's got it's got a, a fridge in it and but it's still a roll-up trailer but it is i mean it is huge wow. and i'm going do you think my car can actually pull it he goes just <laughs> so we did <laughs> You couldn't oh, see no. the car. All you could see was this trailer until you got beside. And people would be driving. They'd see this trailer, but no car. Because it was taller than the car. And then they'd get it. And you'd always get looks like, what is that? And I, we just I, wait. Have I ever told you the story about the caravan that I had as a kid? No. I've told you about this. No. Right. So I'm, I must have been like four, I think. Yeah. And dad announced to us, oh, we've got a caravan. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so it came back. And it had no roof. <laughs> what? We're like, what is this? 
So well, this is it. When you're four, that's what you know. And dad yeah. basically worked on it and worked on it. And then we went on holidays for years and years. And then as you get older and you find out the detail of what actually happened. So basically dad got given this Hillman um, caravan from 1952. Wow. Right? Wow. And it's a 16-foot caravan that uh, looked every bit of 1952. <laughs> and it was free of charge because literally the, uh, a branch had fallen on the roof, having been left out, abandoned in a field. Okay. And Dad took one look at it and realised that from his, um, his desk at work, which had a, an <laughs> acrylic covering... He realised that actually it was the perfect size to be able to bend over a naked flame to make the roof of the caravan, right? Which he did, which is absolutely unbelievable. He still doesn't hasn't been very forthcoming on whether or not he got any approval whatsoever for this. Uh, but basically, this was designed to be pulled by a, a kind of a tractor back in the day. Mm. And we had an Austin Maxi, the bigger um, a bigger brother of the Mini, yeah. 1750, um, which was just uh, with the same hydroelastic suspension that Mini had. Yeah. And what Dad basically found was he'd never managed to overload this, so he thought it could do it. And we went to the Lake District, same location we go to Mark. And um, and basically the hills were just hilarious because he'd be full <laughs> going up to the hills. You know, we'd be like, every like you won't believe, like seventy miles an hour, and we'd come out the hills at forty at best. You know, and it was always the, is this hill going to get us? This well, it didn't last year, dear. Don't worry. And we're like the car's a year older, and the car was pretty ancient. So um, and that was kind of the standard thing, which was, are we actually going to make it with this caravan? Anyway, and then in nineteen, so that I would have been. That would have been 1980. By about 86, 87, um, we'd moved on to a, uh, this new, well, it was 19, early 80s, Ace it was, mm. uh, which was so light that it was hilarious because we just got this sports car from work, a dance yeah, car that yeah. he, he put a tow bar on anyway. <laughs> of course, and the difference, do. and we finally realised what normal people do with caravans <laughs> to get up hills, which is they go up hills without slowing down, Dad, you know. It was one of those moments. It was a lot of fun. We did have fun caravanning back in those days. Oh, man. Well, now we've moved into, you know, rental properties and rental yeah. things, which leads me right to something on oh, our yes. list. Yes, absolutely. And and this is, you know, Airbnb is pretty popular now. Yeah. Okay, we've got some lockdowns. But, you know, for the most part, people are still managing in some way, shape or form to go visit family if need be. And some people are still vacationing. And yeah. Airbnb is is the go-to for a lot of folks or holidayrentals.com yes. or whatever, whatever. My thing is you, you end up at some of these places and it's a DIY nightmare because things, you know, in your own home, I'm thinking of uh, a kitchen faucet because I was in one recently where yep. everything seemed fine. Yeah. Kitchen faucet seemed like it was going to fall off. And I'm looking at this going, oh man, can I fix this? Because A, I don't want it to break on my watch and B, did the person who was here before not report it and let people know? Cause obviously, and I thought this is just, and I, all I started thinking about was basic DIY and holiday repair and things. I was curious if when you go away, do you take a little toolkit with you to affect minor repairs if you need to? Well, if I'm flying, I get a little bit worried about what they'll let, yeah. let me take. 
And um, normally my luggage is, if I'm going anywhere near the UK, I've got drills in one direction or the other. Yeah, okay. Something I've already borrowed off dad that needs to go back. <laughs> Alternatively, I'm delivering yeah. them back to uh, um, to here for staff. So I normally kind of focus on that kind of uh, that kind of stuff and I'll yeah. report it. I, I mean, naturally, whenever I go into a property. Oh, yeah. You do a walk around. Yeah, I've, I've snagged it inside 15 minutes because I can't stop myself. Yeah. Uh, so that, that report will go. I do that in every hotel I go in as well. <laughs> oh, no, really? The really? Wall. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? You, you do a walk around with a check sheet? And I don't need a check sheet. Yeah. I, I just mentally, I know exactly okay. every defect in that room inside 15 minutes. Okay. And um, I'm the worst nightmare for a hotel. <laughs> so they send them a list. Uh, by the way, okay, I've got a list of problems with your yeah. room. I kind of try and explain myself first of all. Look, I know this isn't normal, but I'm not really that normal a person. <laughs> this is what I have in this room. And, Do they um, send someone to fix the stuff then? It depends. It's a mix. It's a mix of if I can if I can handle it, then fine. Natalie normally gives that almighty groan. You've gone and done it again. Haven't you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not really that important, is it? Well, no, but it's driving me up the wall. Like, like, give me an so, example. What What is something that that we would find that's unimportant but drives you up the wall? Uh, so for me, it would be something like a loose vein on the uh, yeah. on the AC. Oh, oh. It, it can literally. It doesn't even need to squeak if yeah. I can physically hear that that kind yeah, of noise that little, that little, there. That little clink, clink, clink. Yeah, as well yeah. as that, I'll also I will stick the AC back to eighteen straight off the bat. That's a classic. The normal one. So what is, happens at eighteen? You notice instantly if well, if it's, I, I have a better idea of the cool okay. level because so, Her uh, Majesty <laughs> likes to be utterly a freezing point. She wants an igloo. So, so if I can't hit igloo early, then I know that I've got an issue straight off the bat. And what what do you do? Do you end up moving rooms when you can't get down to eighteen, or you call them in and they put up their thing and they? Because normally she insists on nearly checking. So in which right. case, and then it's lunch and straight out. So normally I've got time for them to be able to sort it beforehand. Um, But the other classic for us is nobody in a hotel room normally uses the bath. Right. They use the shower, they yeah, use yeah. the bath. Well, I've got two kids that are going to come back yeah. grubbier than Oliver Twist. So on that basis, we will need that bath and we will need to soak our children at quite some in-depth yeah. level, you know? <laughs> this is not a minor scrub. So uh, normally, when I turn on the tap of a uh, of a bath, it will go normally rust-coloured. That's normal because they haven't oh. been used in absolutely ages. So I want to know whether or not I've got something that is going to go clear on me, in which case I may well survive it and report yeah. it the next day. Alternatively, it's going to stay rust colored in which case we're moving then secondly how often when you then empty a full bath it will then overflow it just can't it's not used to it because it hasn't been used um leaks again on the uh, the shower hoses within the bath is a standard Mm -hmm. uh, without a doubt but they're not checked properly without a doubt so all that kind of stuff is normal air leaks is another one that drives me up the wall the the doors yes the 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 sliding doors the balcony doors both ways because you then you have the sliding door um which is obviously uh, quite key you also have the main door which when you open the main door if they haven't got um, suitable um, ventilation and um, you know fresh air ventilation yeah. coming into the property, then you get that almighty whoosh as you open yeah. your um, your hotel door, which drives me up the wall as well. So that'll get reported at checkout. <laughs> um, so yeah, the list is is long and, and demanding. Uh, the one that always gets me is the if you open up balcony doors and you and typically that will signal the air conditioning to yes. close. And if you don't close it tight enough, your air conditioning doesn't come back on, and you might not realize it for quite a while until oh, I've had that happen more than once. It's yes. like, really, they've got to slam it, but you don't want to slam it because what if it is just at that perfect moment and you manage to damage it or something? 
then it's just one of those things. It was defective before I got here. It needed to be slammed to get any chance of it working, and it just didn't work on this occasion. Yeah, right, defective. Yeah, that's good to know. That's very yeah. good to know. So that's the way. Now, here's an interesting one. You're also talking about um, Airbnb. Yeah, and um, for those, there's, there's, it's really odd because we get quite a, quite a lot of requests from um, the Airbnbers or equivalents here in Dubai, mm. um, asking us to be able to help. Well, actually, it's a totally different style of maintenance that's required for those because you've got somebody who's coming into a property yeah we operate we will fix it on a first available booking basis yeah we actually need there is a call out um which is available with commitment within one hour which we can provide we have essential that is designed for that but you'd be amazed how tight airbnb people are because they're literally focused on their return from this right it's a financial transaction for them yeah, they got to make their their mortgage. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm really sorry, but uh, for us, you either make a commitment for a year if you want that level of service, or alternatively, I'm not going to do that on a call out basis because yeah. it's an absolute nightmare to work with, mm. and the property hasn't been pre scoped by us to make oh, sure it's defect free. Yeah, so then you walk in exactly. and it's so full walk, of problems. I'm walking into a nightmare, which and quite often I'm not going to be able to get the spare parts at three o'clock in the morning because we've got no idea about what the issues were in the first place. Yeah, so. It's uh, it's a totally different scale um, mm. of uh, of maintenance that's required on those properties if you are an owner of that type. It almost of needs a, a, a separate sort of category: Airbnb rental property maintenance yes. service. Yeah. Back in 2010, when I was getting married, my parents took another place in the Arabian Marches that, as it turns out, was actually illegal because you weren't allowed to rent in those days, but they did. <laughs> and um, there were <laughs> ten- I didn't get a caravan and take it down onto that oh, beach. Jeez. <laughs> but they, uh, they reckoned that this three-bedroomed house was uh, suitable for 12 people. They put 10 in it, and then the problems just started oh. right at the very beginning. And it was an L room, so we knew them oh, inside out. I'm I live, I live around the corner. I'm thinking plumbing. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. The pump couldn't handle it. It was in just, it hadn't been maintained at all. They'd oh. done all of the, the nice to look at stuff and nothing on the mechanical. So literally, it was within 24 hours, I had teams that had to service the AC because there was not even a oh. response from oh. the owner. Oh, no. AC. We had to replace the pump which we replaced back after they moved out. I mean, literally, all of the drains were blocked, so we had to redo that. It was just an absolute nightmare. And that was 10 people. We hadn't even filled the place as per yeah. their definitions. So, um, so yes, the epitome of how not to do an Airbnb-style oh, place. man. And there are regulations here in Dubai in terms of what you're allowed to. Thankfully. Well, I'm not sure they really do what they should do, but... I think it's hard to police. I think it's hard to police. I'm sure it is. And, yeah. and like you said, the big dilemma is you get two kinds of Airbnb people. Those who are purely, you know, I've bought five or 10 apartments and I'm going to rent them all out and I'm going to make, you know, my money back this way versus someone who's got maybe one and they're, they're a little bit more conscientious. Yeah. It's it's decorated up a little bit more. It's it really is a holiday vacation place that they might even use themselves. Yeah, your guy was superb, wasn't oh, yeah, he? He was fantastic. Oh, it's not. I, I want to know more about his story because it was just too well equipped. It was, and it but clearly to someone because I've I've also stayed in Airbnb, stayed in one one time where it's like the and, and I asked them after I said okay so what what's the deal because this house is your house. Like the fridge was full of food. Brilliant. And I, and I said, so what's the deal? And they said, well, we own a boat and on the weekends we head to our boat. So we rent out our, we rent out our house. Oh, brilliant. And I'm go- Cause you'd open up the closets, the clothes are there. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, well this is really weird, but it's cool. 
but it's weird. I hope you don't mind wearing your clothes. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is kind of, I'm going to try this out. <laughs> Only wear skirts on Tuesdays. <laughs> and then it's like, I got nowhere to put the food that I'm buying in the fridge, but oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, hang on, this is great because there was a lot of stuff in there. It's like, okay, that's good. Let's give that a try. Crikey. <laughs> that, is, that is cool. Isn't it was it? a weird one. Yeah. But this, this guy, I mean, there was clearly no personal belongings in the house. So yes. it was, you know, but it was so well put together. Oh, and he was lovely. so responsive too. Like he was around the corner. Like you, he just said, you got anything you call me, wow. anything. And I did when we had the internet thing called him, he's on it right away. Had wow. something else. He's on it right away. He's at the door knocking. Here you go. See, I wish that there was uh, an easier and honest way. Um, mm. I know they've got the feedback. Yeah. Well, I think, Sorry, I think yeah. on some of that too, like whenever I now, because you get rated on Airbnb as this, the person who stays yes. and the person who's renting can yeah, also yeah. be rated. And, and we always look at the, the ratings and, and read, you know, and obviously some of it I take with a grain of salt, but I, l- I really like to get a sense of what people are saying and yeah. make a choice that way. But you, you must be worried on the basis they can rate you too. If oh, you, um, if you, you know, typically, well, typically we, uh, we, we are rated really well. We pretty much leave places cleaner than when yeah, we, I'm sure we you came do. in, you know, cause I'm, I, you know, and I'm, my first thing when we went to the they got a vacuum. You guys look at me, why? <laughs> Well, I vacuum every day. Mm. It's like, really? It's like, there's a tree in this house, you know, and, and, and nothing worse than going into the kitchen and, you know, there's junk on the floor. I said, no, I, and the counters and, you know, so, so yeah. we, we're really conscientious and about that too. So lovely. Yeah. Works well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the time. I know you got to go and I'm, and I'm looking at our list and I'm thinking we're going to pick it up next, next time around talking well this is a surprise we did the first one the yeah. second one we didn't do nor no. the third one nor no. the fourth one so we're gonna get to we're gonna we're gonna pick up the list next time around sounds like that's fun. the plan which means it's time to say adios <laughs> colin thomas joining us from we will fix it in essential maintenance dubai for the we will fix it podcast coming to you from the rove hotel downtown dubai potaholics with a k at gmail.com if you want to drop us a note and you know how to find the we will fix it essential maintenance guys it's simple talk to you real soon have a great one so long for now